0: Hello beautiful souls, welcome to Conscious Revolution Podcast, a place where we dive deep into everything connected to mind, body, and spirit. Today we will be diving deep with Kirsten Morrison, who is a beautiful empowerment coach who blends human design, neuro-linguistic programming, and breathwork to support her clients to break up with self-doubt and claim their authentic and inherent self. By using the incredible foundation of human design, Kristen supports her clients to do life in a way that is 100% energetically aligned for the unique blueprint and no one else's. I'm personally really excited for you to listen to this one because I am a big fan of Kristen's work. I have worked with her and she is responsible for everything that I have learned embodied through human design so this one is going to be super juicy as you can already see it's almost ooh, more than one an hour so just go at your own pace enjoy it because there is there are just so many gems there are so many beautiful things that this podcast can really activate within you as I've seen with her she, Christian's energy is super activating and I wouldn't be surprised when you walk out of listening to this episode, your eyes would be open, your, uh, your soul would be really speaking to you. So I'm really excited what this brings up for you. In this podcast, we are discussing uh, all about human design to unleash our purpose and actually deeper than our purpose, actually beyond our purpose, because one thing that human design and Kirsten have really uh, taught me, shared with me is how uh, our purpose is way beyond than our careers, way beyond what we're doing for a living. Yes, it is a an act of service through which we are getting paid but our purpose is so much more and we are really evolving at a time where we are really really feeling inspired to unlock to unleash and to uncover more about our purpose more about why we came here to uh, on this planet what are we here to do what is our soul's Uh, life manual and that's what human design offers so i really really hope you uh walk out of this listening to this podcast having a different perspective on purpose going way deeper way beyond uh than just one way of seeing it how the capitalist culture has been selling it to us and really understanding the energetics behind it the soul path the soul purpose behind it so, I hope you really enjoyed and let us know uh, how you found this one. Hello, Kristen, welcome to Conscious Revolution Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to have you and to have this conversation going. Thank you purpose is something I think we all are kind of like obsessed with at this moment of (laughs) of time I think for good or for
1: bad we are yeah for sure
0: yes so I'm really excited to have you here to have you to have you enlighten us with your experience with your take on human design and how it fits into finding and living and enjoying I think those three are really
1: different things yes. so. 100% and I feel like you know after we did your human design reading I'm sure um you know as you know from being a manifesting generator enjoyment in what you do is paramount yes. so <laughs> I'm yes. glad to see that you are fully embodying and living all of that
0: absolutely I think for me human design in the past few months has really, really been such a big missing puzzle from for my business because mm-hmm. somewhere not even recognizing I had disconnected from that joy, from that passion, which is the driving force for a manifesting generator. Yeah. <laughs> So those of you who do not know what are we talking about, what's up with manifesting generator and stuff, I will have Kirsten talk a little bit about human design to give us a little brief on uh, what is human design, what are the five types, and how do they tie tie in for us to
1: identify, to help us live our true design. (laughs) Yes, 100%. I am still working on how to make this a short description because as you know from your reading, it takes me usually about 20 to 30 minutes to describe each energy type. So I'm still working on my elevator pitch. <laughs> maybe we can, So maybe yes. we can go on and break down each type further in the podcast.
0: And for the time being, maybe we can just list out the, uh, the types, the energy types yes. that we have yeah. and just what is it. <laughs>
1: So essentially human design is a combination between astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the chakra system and quantum physics. So there's a little analogy that I like to use to explain what human design is. And there's a movie on the Disney channel, Disney network called Soul. And it's a movie about incarnation and the afterlife. And there is a, um, part in the movie where they're all the little baby souls are standing over a hole cut out over the top of earth and they're ready to jump down and incarnate in the body that they're going to inhabit in this lifetime and before they jump down they get their earth badge and their earth badge has their spark so what they're going to contribute their personality their gifts it has everything already mapped into this little earth badge and they stick it on their front so that when they jump down into the body that they're going to navigate this life in all of that is already mapped inside of them so human design is essentially our earth badge because it's the birth portal that we incarnated on it's the birth date time and place so as we were kind of jumping down that little birth portal all the unique energetics that we need in order to navigate this life to get everything that we came here to get and contribute everything that we can came to contribute is already woven into us so when people say that you already have everything you need inside of you They're they're right (laughs) because we already have all these beautiful energetics encoded in us that literally give us the user manual to our soul, what our soul intended for us in this life so that we can move through and navigate that. So yes, you're right. There are five energy types. There is the manifester, the generator, the manifesting generator, the projector and the reflector. And a brief little summary of all of those is that the manifester is essentially here to initiate and we have a closed and repelling aura. And the reason being is because if we are here to initiate and create and make things happen and get things started, we essentially want the path of least resistance. So we've got this closed and repelling aura to move things out of our way so that we can create things, create movement, momentum, get things off the ground. So we've got this big surging energy that gets things happening. And then almost like a rocket launch, we need periods of rest to recharge. (laughs) So we Mm. work in ebbs and flows. So we're really here to get things started and we work in surges and periods of rest. Mm. The generator and manifesting generator energy types essentially are like the manifesting generator is a subclass of the generator. So you guys operate very similarly. And essentially what sets you apart from the rest of us is you both have a defined sacral center and this sacral center is like life force energy. So it's the access to this big, beautiful like engine of a car (laughs) that you can jump in and access this beautiful energy whenever you like. But what really drives and activates this sacral energy is joy and enjoyment. So for you to really have full access to this sacral center, yes, you can work. (laughs) Yes, both of you, the generator, manifesting generator can work because you've got access to this life force energy. You're actually really here to love what you do. And through this enjoyment of what you do, This sacral center becomes activated. The joy, the delight, the inspiration spills up into your body and it spills out into your auric field, which is open and attracting. So you essentially pull life towards you from this joy state. Mm. Then we've got the projector, which has a deep and penetrating aura. And these beautiful humans are really incredible guides, leaders, visionaries, because they have the ability to essentially go into the other and really almost have a little taste of them so they can see so clearly into what the other (laughs) into, into whatever it is. So they're like the best people to go to for advice (laughs) or perspective Mm. because they can really truly see everything. It's almost like their little helicopter um, helicopter over the field. They can really see everything so clearly. And then we have our beautiful reflectors who are completely open And they have no energy centers defined. And they really have this beautiful ability to have this, they have got this resistant and sampling aura. And they're really here to kind of sample, delight, morph, change, evolve. They're really here to be in whatever their truth is in the current moment. And they're actually Mm -hmm. also here to reflect the health of the collective back to us. So we really get ourselves and the collective mirrored back to us through the generator I'm sorry through the reflector so there are just so many beautiful differences between what we're all here to do and each of those energies really has a strategy on how to use the energy for the manifester because we're here to initiate and get things started and get things off the ground our strategy is to inform so we're just kind of giving people a heads up this is what I'm doing this is where I'm going get on board get out of the way it's happening <laughs> giving people an FYI so that we don't barrel you out of the way with our closed and repelling aura. But the generator, because you guys have this beautiful open and attracting aura, your strategy to use that energy is to respond. Because you're checking in with how your inner world is responding to what you're magnetizing towards you from being in your joy and delight. So is it expansive? Do you want to continue to lean into those expansive, more joy, more creation? Or does it feel contracting? Because if it feels contracting, it's probably something for you to move away from. So you're really here to be in the flow of life, be in the response of life, and really follow those little breadcrumbs of joy for the projector, because they've got this amazing spotlight that they have this incredible capacity to really see, their strategy is to wait for the invitation because not everyone is going to be ready (laughs) to be seen and witnessed by their incredible spotlight. So they just have to be the spotlight, be the light, be the lighthouse and shine their light and be ready for when people want to step into the spotlight and Mm. really have that beautiful energetic attraction for the people who are really going to recognize and value them for their gifts. And then the reflector is actually their strategy is to wait a full lunar cycle (laughs) because if they're here to kind of reflect the whole back to us, they essentially have to almost like, as if there's a rock on the table, they've got to go all the way around it to be able to see the whole thing, to be able to give us this impartial, Beautiful report that they are able to give us through their ability to be so open so receptive and to be able to shine and reflect everything back to us So each of us really has our own specific way to use our energy that actually creates magnetism. And when we're out of energetic integrity and we're not actually using our strategy correctly, we have what we call a not-self emotion. So when we're experiencing these not-self emotions, we're using our energy incorrectly. For the manifestors, it's anger. For generators and manifesting generators, it's frustration. (laughs) For the projector, it's bitterness. And for the reflector, it's disappointment. Because we're all chasing our signature, Emotion, which for the manifester is peace, generator and manifesting generator is satisfaction, projector is success, and reflector is surprise. So we're all chasing something that that signature feeling that actually, when we're in alignment to our energetic strategy, comes naturally to us. And our not-self emotion is actually a little signpost that we're using our energy incorrectly. And when we're experiencing that, we're probably not experiencing a lot of magnetism in our life, (laughs) but when we're experiencing our signature, that's the signpost that we're using our energy correctly and we're Mm. essentially on the right track. I
0: love that. And I think uh, when we really study all these different energy types, it just removes so much of judgment like so much of separation that we've created in the society around this is one way how things should be. Like you should yeah. feel like this, you need to do this. This is the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think most above everything, I think human design gives you this beautiful permission slip to yes. actually be your authentic self, to actually live in your authentic design, to actually uh as per your strategy, as per your role on this planet, uh, be. Just simply be. And uh, by my own experience, of course, that is so relieving. And that just like helps you to cut costs from so many of these unnecessary um, to do's and uh, limitations that we have been placed with that we have been kind of like boxed into with all that conditioning. And of course, we are going to talk a little bit more about deconditioning (laughs) uh, when we come to specifically talking about a purpose. So talk a little bit about you. How did you kind of approach human design when it it come into your life? And specifically in regards to like, was it connected to your purpose? Was it connected because you were curious about your purpose? Like how did that play into your life? How did that happen?
1: Yeah. So It probably makes sense to go all the way back to when I found personal development in general, but essentially in a nutshell for my entire twenties, I really did not have a sense of purpose. I truly had no fucking idea what I was here to do. (laughs) I just really was so lost and I was trying on a million different hats to try and figure out what I was here for because I was so convinced that I had to find this one thing that I was here for and I was putting so much pressure on myself to really find what I was here for because I was like if I can just find my purpose everything else is going to make sense and I was putting so much emphasis on finding the purpose and in the midst of trying to find my purpose the other thing that I really was battling with was I really didn't think I had any strengths or gifts or talents so there was such a big part of me that felt truly unworthy as well. And that was something that I was really navigating with, particularly in my 20s, was this feeling of comparison, no self-trust, no self-value. I couldn't self-celebrate. Like, I really didn't recognize myself for anything. And just in the first little bit of turning 30, like, I think I was like 31, I went on a trip to America, which had literally been my dream since I was seven. (laughs) And I saw my first episode of 90210 and I had been to America before, but this was a three month holiday. And my intention really with that move was to see if there was any opportunities that would eventually lead me to live there. And that was like my be all and end all. I thought that if I could move to America, I would, of course, find my purpose and everything would make sense and my life would be amazing and everything would just happen. A big American dream. I think we all the rest of the dream. world has been sold. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I went to America and I fully had all my hopes pinned that I was going to find myself, my purpose, my direction, everything on this trip. And I really was so blessed to have this really beautiful polarizing experience where on one hand I was surrounded by my friends who were absolutely living their purpose. They were so sure of themselves, of their gifts, and they would really have knocked down any door to be able to get to where they were going. And like, they just had the certainty of themselves that like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to knock down any door. I'm going to like barge my way into any room to make sure that this is the opportunity that I get. And in witnessing them every day, I was like, Whoa, I do not have that thing. Like Mm -hmm. within myself that I would be willing to do that. I'm like, even if I knew what door to knock on, even if I knew what my purpose was, I don't believe in myself to be able to make that happen. And so that was a huge piece of awareness for me. On the other hand, I was also working with some beautiful people who were supporting the homeless and I really started to also get this little soul nudge that there was so much that you could do in the world in terms of making a contribution. And I really wanted to start stepping down that path because previously I was working in event management and the only thing that I would have really been able to do to stay In America would have been coordinating like celebrity events, which at one point in my life probably would have been my dream But I really realized on that trip that hey, actually that's not who I am anymore I do want to make a contribution of some kind But I don't know what that looks like and I don't obviously believe in myself and I really need to be able to find myself so that when I find the purpose I'm ready to knock on any door to make it happen so I came home and I threw myself into personal development and in my first workshop that I attended I realized that I wanted to be a coach or I wanted to step into personal development. So I went on this whole journey where I, you know, got my coaching diploma, I got my breathwork training certificate, I did all of the things to be able to start to support people and really started to step into that in my business. At the start of last year, <laughs> I finally went from side hustling into jumping full-time into my business and Obviously, that was immediately as the pandemic started. <laughs> so it was like baptism by fire. And being self-responsible for your income is like a whole like hazing from the universe. There's so many tests and like, no matter how prepared you are for it, you're not prepared. It's like, you know, I'm sure like having a baby or something life-changing, but it's such uh, energetic mindset, spiritual shift to be full-time responsible for yourself in that way. So for me, it was such a big moment in life and I really felt like I had just been dropped into like freezing cold water. And I was like, uh, I like, didn't know what to do. And so I was going through this whole process of really outsourcing my power. I was looking to friends, to other coaches, to other people in business I knew, to programs, to old programs I had stored on my computer. I you know hired a coach, like did all these things because I was like, I need help to like figure this out, you know, because I don't know what I'm doing here. And I just like really realized that I needed support. But in that whole process of asking everyone what to do and studying all these different things, none of it was just still working for me. And it either wasn't working at all or it was working a little bit, but I was really angry. <laughs> and it was like, just not landing for me. And so I booked myself a human design reading because I had it had been popping up everywhere in my sphere. And I was like, maybe there's just something in this human design that's just going to give me a little bit of insight into who I am. And I don't know, maybe I'll get some clarity from this. And my God, as you would know from your reading, I was just like, (sighs) like (laughs) waves (laughs) of permission (laughs) to be myself, but also just an incredible amount of insight into why none of those things were working for me is because they were really not for me, particularly as a manifester, So many of the strategies that I was taught was coming from a generator or projector perspective, which was never going to work for me. And when things obviously don't work for you, you start to go into self-doubt. And I think that what I realized is that what I was doing in my business particularly was I was asking for permission at every turn and permission based energy for a manifestor is like repelling like it just literally does not create any magnetism Mm -hmm. so for me where i was like do you reckon this will be okay and what about if i did this and what do you think of this idea and i was like just permissioning everywhere and in that i was constantly getting feedback and tweaks and no i don't think you should do that you're not ready for that and don't do that and what if you did this and is that going to repeat you know it was just like constant pushback which for a manifesto resistance 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 (laughs) anger. (laughs) So I realized that I wasn't in my informing energy. Mm. So towards the end of last year, as I started to step into studying human design, I started to really play with this and some things started to open up, but it wasn't until I studied human design and I really understood my chart and really stepped into embodying my strategy of informing, everything just opened up. And all of the All of the results, all of the things that I was so desperately trying to do for years just happened. And it was like, Mm. everything just suddenly went and it worked because I was fully in integrity to my strategy and I wasn't trying to be anyone else anymore. I wasn't pulling myself out of alignment by fitting myself into a box that I didn't fit in. The biggest thing for me was really the fact that I didn't see the way that I wanted to do business anywhere else because at that point I didn't have any other manifestors in my sphere. So Mm. I was essentially like just jumping off a cliff and saying like, well, (laughs) I hope I have a parachute and like hope it works because I really just had to trust that even if I hadn't seen it done before Mm. that it would work. And I had to build that trust within my own strategy of my Mm. energy type and really just unlock the fact that I could work in surges and rests, that I could, Mm. (laughs) you know, um, do things that I hadn't seen done anywhere, that I could do things in a completely different way, that I didn't need a DM strategy, that I didn't need all these things that I just didn't want to do. And that I could do things in a way that felt in alignment to me and still create the results. I didn't need to be on social media every day. I could take a month off if I wanted to, and it wouldn't impact my success. Like I really started to build my own stories around what success looked like And honestly, it has been so game-changing. Like even I just launched a new program called Alchemy and it's all about embodying your chart. But this was the first offering that I really did not ask for any feedback. I didn't um, tell anyone it was even really happening. (laughs) I just created it and I was like, Hey, it's dropping on Sunday. (laughs) Just like launched it, um, you know, to the ladies who had done human design readings and then, basically just launched it to the public this week but I was like really wanting to see if an experiment with my own strategy within this whole launch process and it has been so much easier than anything I've ever done before Mm. and I just think that it was just really from understanding myself on such a deeper layer because like you said there is not just one way and the only way that we should be worried about is our own way. (laughs) because Absolutely. we're all so individual and we all have such a unique gift and purpose to give to the world and, and the way in which our energy works to bring that to life.
0: Yeah. And I loved how you kind of like said that you didn't even ask for any feedback or anything. And you just kind of like went there and just launched it. And for me, <laughs> I was like, honestly, the whole process of asking for feedback and stuff I've never done that, honestly. Like, naturally, mm-hmm. it's never been a part of my strategy. And of course, yeah. I think as a manifesting generator, it's not even uh, so much. But uh, also, why don't you just kind of like, because you've just kind of like really activated a lot of things, and I just feel like, <laughs> yes, like, when I started my business, it I had no idea about the whole coaching industry and such like that. I knew mm-hmm. I have gifts to share, and I just went online, and I just started speaking, and I just started doing or whatever whatever was my way of channeling that message at that point the the method might have evolved over the time but the crux at the 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 why behind why I started was actually from a place of joy from a place of just Mm. before all the conditions were placed like before one year into the industry and I started seeing all the other people and their ways and the you know how coaches should be and how Things sh- should work if you're a spiritual leader or whatever, you know, yes. that may look like. But uh, yes, and, I, and I'll be like, really honest, like things actually worked out much better when I was not conditioned with all of these to-dos uh, than um, when they started seeping into my reality and I started being like, oh my God, I should try this, I should do this, I should do this, no. until I think definitely the time we worked together and gave me an opportunity to just like, let go let go all that stuff which is like just not even me and i think sometimes which is why i think it's really great uh, a lot of times if you do not have a background in certain things uh because you do not feel compelled to follow any rules like for me um and i think i have spoken about it to you as well but For me, like I had a digital media background, so that shadow kept on playing over and over and over again about me checking the numbers, about me checking the social media analytics. Like I was way obsessed about it than probably anybody who's never had worked in that industry ever before. And uh, all of this conditioning plays such a key role in Mm -hmm. uh, us getting separated from our authentic blueprint. And I think at the base of it is really about I think uh, I believe it's about living your authentic blueprint it's about stepping into your 100% authenticity
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah so I would love you to kind of like talk a little bit more about uh, how can we tap into this authentic blueprint uh, through our design but even otherwise and craft not craft but Somewhere reveal, of course, I think somewhere, if you were not thirsty to find your purpose, I also feel like sometimes um, in the you know usual manifesting world, it might be like, oh, you were so desperate, so you would never get it. But I also feel mm. that probably the reason why you actually manifested it was because there was this thirst inside you, which had a reason. Like I read somewhere mm. manifesting generators, you have a thirst for knowledge and that's good. We need it. And Mm. I was like, wow, I have felt so guilty all my life, digging podcasts and books and knowledge. Like I am thirsty for
1: knowledge. You're a a first line profile though too, aren't you? From Yeah. 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 That whole profile is the the seeker of knowledge. So that makes sense. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. (laughs) and but I have felt so much guilt around because I specifically the last year honestly because I started seeing all these um business coaching uh (laughs) uh advices if I may say so around uh how you should um just play out in a completely opposite way actually like don't you don't have to look for stuff outside but sometimes having an open ground and open
1: Mm -hmm. ajna like
0: that's something It's like, I I, I love it when kind of like, yes, I need to detox, but I also love when that external uh, knowledge comes to me. So just Mm -hmm. quoting it as an example, uh, how can we truly tap into that authentic blueprint with the whole conditioning that we have been brought up with in our society, in our growing up years? And I would love if you could probably tie it up with a little bit of the shadows that they create, and then we start repelling our own selves, a part of our own. (laughs)
1: yes so I think like understanding your human design and really having this beautiful framework that's a visual aid in front of you essentially to see like you know when you pull up your chart there's a body graph and there's all the energy centers in there with your gates and channels and everything that kind of make up your energetics so you're witnessing and observing your energies in this little beautiful little graph and I think what is beautiful about this is we can see the the shadows as you call them in our open centers and we can see our not self which for me for example with my open heart like one of the biggest um shadows in that aspect is feeling unworthy and undervalued and you know I said Mm. to you like in my whole 20s I was so feeling like i had no worth i had no value and i was constantly trying to find a purpose to prove that so i think you can start to see where your shadows are and this is really what we're here to learn but it's what we're here to learn actually because it's also what we're here to impact and influence and how we're actually here to profit from these centers as well because we are actually designed and geared to learn, to embody and to teach from these spaces. So I think just having the awareness and and actually seeing it visually gives you the ability to move through and start the deconditioning process because you actually then have a language and a framework to understand yourself and why Maybe you're experiencing certain things or why you do things in a way that you do or how you're here to make decisions. And, you know, even little things like for you as a manifesting generator, you've got this beautiful hummingbird energy where you're here to be multi passionate, multifaceted to, you know, bring multiple things to life and kind of change direction at will. And previously, you know, you might have been conditioned to think you have to stick with one thing, lock it in, like choose one offspring, one niche, and it's like, if you really stayed on that path, that would feel like death to you. So it's like understanding what we're actually here for, I think immediately gives us the accessibility to move and transcend our conditioning, because we can start to stand firm in our conviction of what is true for us. Mm.
0: I, I, I wouldn't deny there has been such a big shame around changing my paths, my career or, or changing what I'm doing like Before we move forward, I would want to interrupt you for a minute and talk to you about DLL membership. What is DLL membership? DLL membership is a beautiful, soul-led path that I have created that has channeled through me last year in the midst of the pandemic, a space where I educate you, where I share with you my lessons, my learnings, my workshops. Around the energetic work, around the spiritual work, the mindset work that has crossed my path, that has come into my life and taught me what really spiritual awakening meant. This work has taught me and shown me. What does it mean to awaken and break the cycles, to awaken and stop living life the way we have always lived and choose a new path, choose a new way, choose a way that our soul desires to and that it is possible. It is very much possible if only we dare to look at our wounds, if only we dare to dream that there is a possibility a new of living life in a new way of a new world and doing the work to rewire those neural pathways to create those new beliefs, these new stories um, if this is the kind of work which moves you, which inspires you which makes you feel like you want to get all in then check out the DL membership it's a beautiful space with a uh, Tons of workshops, uh, meditations, uh, workbooks, an opportunity to really do the work. You also get to uh, seek my personal support. So check it out. And I really hope to see you inside. Now, back to your podcast conversation. In all, Even in the last two years, I have felt so compelled to just follow that one specific path to follow to stick to one things like I've done so many things it's even though it's been just two years within my business and I Mm. love I mean for me the best thing is that I've created a platform and I can just do 10 different things uh, without having to change the the structure the base of it Uh, Mm. but yet I wouldn't deny how much you know like most of the times it's not people who hold you cage it's not Even society so much as we we like to kind of like blame it, it's us. It's we standing in our own ways because we believe that if we do this, then it'll have repercussions. If we do this, then we will not be accepted or people won't like it or all of these conditionings, depending on where our shadows lie, of course, our childhood and shadow self lies. Uh, but, yeah. but yes, we, we really, I really had so much shame around uh, changing things a bit, not saying you are not consistent. I think that's so big. Um, oh. You've talked so much about it, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and I think the number one business strategy, I mean, you open any business account, it's going to be, if you're not consistent, you cannot expect this. You cannot expect this. You cannot do this. And I think that creates yeah. such self-sabotaging behaviors to be very honest, because yes. outright, as you said, when you started to find your business, you realize, you started to find your purpose. You recognize that you need to first start believing yourself. Like that's mm-hmm. like the starting point. And when yeah. we hear such strategies, uh, our first take on it is like, if I do this, then this will happen. If I don't do this, then this will happen. And after that, yes. even before anything can happen, we like we like self-sabotage it right there, energetically, and then I think, of course, unknowingly somewhere, even physically. yeah So um, have you had any self- sabotaging experiences?
1: <laughs> have I? <laughs> I think like, honestly, my entire business journey up until the end of last year was like self-sabotage truly, because now that I can really see, like I said, this like whole, my whole foundation was built off seeking permission and validation and not in like a, I wanted approval, like, you know, a little pat on the head that I was doing a good job. Like I wanted my ideas Validated, like, am I doing the right thing? Is this right for me? Like, you know, everything was like I needed approval and permission. And I think that like that that was self-sabotage in itself because I was so, again, like you said, desperate to make it work and following all of these systems and structures, especially like, for example, with consistency. Like, if my energy is here to work in surges and rests and my entire chart is just that amplified anyway. Cause like my profile is like inward outward. My authority is like <laughs> waves anyway. So if my whole energy is here to be cyclical and I'm trying to be consistent, then of course there are going to be times when that feels wrong to me and I want to mm. retreat. And when mm. I was ignoring that desire to retreat and go inwards and rest and pushing myself and pushing myself, when I was, speaking and showing up in those times, I felt so insecure because every part of me just wanted to be Offline and hiding and I think that like that is a natural part of my cycle But what I was making it mean about me was that I wasn't going to be successful because I didn't like You know, I had to keep showing up and I was pushing myself and then it was actually making me lose trust in myself because I was showing up in times when I would almost feel like I was insecure to be on video or to be online, because I was pushing myself to do things that weren't in that natural energetic alignment. And then of course, when you're pushing yourself to show up and you have no desire to show up, then of course the resonance that other people are experiencing isn't going to be there. So then I'm feeling insecure, I'm showing up, pushing myself to say whatever it is that I feel like is going to be valuable. No one's getting value in it because they don't believe a word I'm saying because I'm like wanting to be at <laughs> at home hermiting. <laughs> and therefore, like I'm then reaffirming the not self of the open heart of feeling unworthy and undervalued because nobody's resonating with what I'm saying. So it was this vicious cycle, which then also bled into the mistrust and self-doubt that I had to show up when I was in a surge because things hadn't been working. Whereas if I had have just allowed myself, I think all this time, to be in this beautiful surge and rest, surge and rest energy. When I was in my surge and I show up and I'm in my surge, like there's so much that's created in that time. And when I'm resting, I'm resting, like I'm supported anyway, it's fine. Mm. But like, I think it's just like building that belief and knowing that like, no one's gonna forget about me. The algorithm's not gonna bloody boot me off Instagram. Like it's fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm, I don't need to worry about all that shit. And then I can come back on and I'll show up in my energy and my full energy again with shit that I really want to talk about with the full fire and conviction that I have. And it's going to land because I actually am resonant and enthusiastic and in the energy to share that creation or share that offering or whatever that might be. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. that what I love now is that I feel like my community, like I know you would know, like you guys just expect that now. I'm just going to be like, ah! like, and just throw and a the stuff at you and then I'll just be gone. And then I'll come back and <laughs> eat the stuffy and then I'll be gone again. And it's like, I think that like people don't, um, I don't think people are necessarily worried about that. I don't think it impacts my relationships with the people that I have online or my community or anything like that. Um, because I think what happens in that exchange as well is that instead of just giving people the energetic equivalent of junk food, Every single day for the sake of showing up and just doing filler posts and like trying to push myself when I do show up, it's like, Hey, it, it, like join me for a five-star meal of like <laughs> the words that I've created for you. And it's like an experience because I've like waited until there's something really potent to mm. share in saying that this is where I also think discernment comes into play, because I think we can really use this as an excuse. Like I could be like, Oh, I'm hammering. I don't want to live. I'm hammering. <laughs> whereas like i may actually just be like avoiding it so it's like having that that honest discernment with yourself it's like when is it energetically true for you mm-hmm. and when are you just using it as an excuse not absolutely. to do
0: everything absolutely and uh hearing you it just makes me feel like how contrasting experiences we can have online or even on the same journey i think uh, again i think very much based on a design uh Like for me, um, I think last year sometime, I started actually attracting and reading actually because I started following a lot of coaches and stuff because I was in the niche. And then uh, all of this um, advice around pause, rest, pause, rest, wait, stop. And that for my hummingbird energy kind of Mm. became a little restrictive. Uh, Mm. Because even when I was really, really, really wanting to work on a Sunday, and I don't want to say even work anymore these days, uh, I wanted to probably create something. I wanted to do something. I would, there was a phase I was deliberately stopping myself because, Mm. oh no, you should be doing this. You should be resting. You should be pausing. You should be uh, Mm. not, I wouldn't even say resting. Like rest is, I think, really productive. I would say not doing anything. And for me, like, that became really restrictive, and that became really suffocating, because mm-hmm. I had all of this energy which was not channeling anywhere, and that created a lot of restriction within me, yeah because for me, the shame became like, if you do more, then you uh you are not a good manifesto.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um and i think being in the spiritual community i think this can be so big sometimes because a lot of emphasis mm. a lot of times is placed on intentions on the on uh, allowing things to play out uh, but mm. also not taking actions with it like how you said discernment is needed because sometimes even you can kind of like go into that energy of like oh yeah. it's my hermit mode yeah and um uh, uh yeah like this is so necessary the discernment do you think this discernment can be like identified according to our des- according to our
1: design, according to our authority, or no, energy well, type. I think it really does come from self awareness and just being willing to be truthful with yourself. I mm-hmm. think like really being honest, and I think checking in with like this is where I think like our connection to our our body really comes into play because it's like you can kind of tell in your body like, am I just afraid, or mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that fear and that kind of like anxiety and like that thought of like, you know, for example, if it was showing up on video, if there's a part of you that's like, oh, I'm actually really afraid to do that. And you're just like, oh, well, my human design says that I should rest. So um, I'm in rest mode right now. I'll get to that when I'm in a surge. You know, like if you are actually like, you if you can be really honest with yourself and say, I'm actually kind of like quite energetic right now i'm just avoiding this and i think that's where that honest conversation comes into play and yeah i guess like our authority or our decision making center we can potentially use to support us to make decisions when we do feel like we've gone into fear over um, you know energetic integrity and i think that we can maybe use our authority a little bit to give us a bit of a decision making guide like you know for example um with that gut yes, gut no of the sacral center. Like if you checked in with yourself and you were like, am I afraid? <laughs> and it might be like a little contraction and you're like, damn it. <laughs> you know, like so it's like checking in with your body and seeing and being really honest with yourself.
0: Yeah. I, and, and I love how much I think because me probably you're a breath of facilitator perhaps but how much body work comes in your work and, uh off late. I think my biggest takeaway in the last few months has been to really use my body along with my mind and my spirit uh, to mm-hmm. go create. Uh, and yeah. body is something essentially, which a lot of us uh, forget, I would say forget to tap into. Uh, yeah. We literally forget. Like a lot of times mm. we wouldn't even recognize that, oh my God, I'm. It's it's, it's like I'm holding my breath. I'm not yeah. breathing. I'm literally not breathing. I'm so anxious. Yes. I'm so tired in yes, my
1: body. Because so many of us are living in a stress response. So when we are in a stress response, we have short, shallow breaths or we're holding our breath. And this is where I think, you know, coming into more of that resourced state and like allowing yourself to connect to the breath, connect to the body can bring you out of that survival state.
0: Mm -hmm. And into
1: that more grounded, resourced state and doing, you know, breathing activities is a beautiful breath where you inhale through the nose for four counts, hold your breath for six counts and exhale through your mouth for eight counts. Even just doing a few cycles of that can bring you back into your body. And I think it's just from, again, we're so conditioned to operate from the head and what makes sense. and We're doing so much in the head all the time that we're not even realizing how much stress that's putting on the body and how disconnected we are from the body as well
0: yeah um and i think uh when we tap into a body we can actually 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 tap into uh what makes us really happy what makes us really joyful or what makes what makes us feel right aligned and knowing that okay maybe this is something that i would want to go for maybe this is something it doesn't feel good and I think, yes, discernment, I think uh, this is a beautiful way to kind of discern. This is a beautiful yeah. way to discern if action or non-action or a specific strategy or a specific uh, path or even a profession mm. or anything, anything, does it mm. feel good in our body or does it not? And I, and I, and I think it's true for all energy types somewhere, the, the wisdom of our body really 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 rich and true mm. like yeah. our body never lies. <laughs> yeah. No, it sure does
1: not. <laughs> but we yes. but we pretend we don't hear it's cool, that's for sure.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I think our yeah. body does really tell you right away what's right, what's wrong for me, yeah, where to go, where not to go. Mm. Um so this to our purposes uh, to, uh, I think a lot of us right now are kind of in this space where we are really, really fun. The reason I think the good reason why people are obsessed with purpose right now is because we, we want more from life. We don't just want uh, something to just pay our bills. We, and I think for the longest time, this was like, oh, you're a creative person. And I think we're really recognizing, heck, we all are creative. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we all have the right to be happy mm-hmm. the underlying current is like, you don't have to suffer in your job. You don't have to do anything just so that it can help you pay the bills. There is another way. There is a better way to mm-hmm. actually find, uh, what would you suggest? Like, is this something like, a purpose specifically? Is this something like, okay, what is my purpose? What do I need to do? in this lifetime on this planet, what is my Mm -hmm. role? Or it's more like, um, what do I feel called towards? What makes me excited? What makes me passionate? What makes me feel good right now in this moment? Because I know a lot of people, what comes with this consciousness and this awareness is this pause, is this Mm -hmm. really big holding yourself back energy. And I think a lot Mm of us in the twenties are right now experiencing that because, Mm -hmm. uh, we are, we've kind of like become really with the whole last year, I think there's a big pause energy kind of, we were like Mm rushing, 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 rushing. And then we were just like suddenly paused. And now we are paused. And like we're like almost frozen a lot of us i know we don't know how to unpause (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. it's like just just completely frozen like i don't want to we we see how we've probably self sabotaged. how we've probably not done things which were honorable to our true energy but now where to go how like you've lost that that energetic what is it sounds like a motor (laughs) but that momentum that momentum yeah. you've lost that and yeah. how to, and like to gain it back in the right direction like how to navigate mm. this phase
1: mm. so i think that the first thing that i love to share is my definition of purpose because i think that what was really causing me so much pain in my 20s was this idea that i was here for one specific thing and I think that like, I was so desperate and frantic to find this one thing. And I thought, well, what if I don't find it? What if, I, what if I'm not here for anything? Like, what if I, like, what if, like, it, do I even have one? Like, I was really starting to get stressed and seeing yes. other people in all yes. their career fulfillment and all of these sort of things. So it was of people me... think that I think, uh, what if, uh, I don't think I have a purpose. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of people say that. Yeah. And I think that I was witnessing all these people in my eyes find their purpose and being like, what's wrong with me? Like, why haven't I found it yet? Like, when am I going to find my purpose? Oh my God, I haven't found this one thing. And I think what I would love to reassure anyone listening or watching this. It's so much like love, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Well, interestingly enough, our identity center is the home of direction <laughs> and love and identity. So yeah, they kind of do fuse together. But um, I think that Purpose is not this one thing that is going to strike you like a lightning bolt, like walking down the street. It's not one specific thing. Like you may not have come here to be a teacher at a school for 80 years. Like you might not have come here to, you know, be a professional swimmer. You might not have come here to be a TV host, like whatever that might be. It's not necessarily about finding one specific thing that's going to complete you. I think credential,
0: we are kind of huh? like
1: really, I think we are kind of like really chasing the
0: credentials. What's that one credential I need or I need to chase towards. I think.
1: But I think what really we are all looking for rather than a purpose of this one specific elusive thing is actually a purposeful, meaningful existence. Mm. And I think when we can drop out of looking for our purpose, And look for purpose and meaning within ourselves and our own life. We recognize that our purpose is constantly evolving because we are. Like what I'm doing now is not what I was doing last year. It's not what I was doing the year before. Like it is constantly evolving. And I almost guarantee that in the next 10 to 20 years, I'll probably be doing something completely different that is not this at all. Like (laughs) And that is fine and perfect for me because I recognize that I'm not necessarily here for one thing. Like, I don't even think I necessarily came to this earth to just speak about human design. But like, I'm sure that there are so many things that I'm here to do. But I think what the universe is always guiding us back to and what the universe recognizes and rewards is us being in alignment with who we are and our truth. And I think that the more the that moment. we can, yes, in the moment, like the more that we can honor our in the moment truth and just allow ourselves, like you said, to follow our joy, follow our passion, what feels good. The more that that is naturally brought into our life and the more that we just allow it to unvol- like evolve and unfold. When we can kind of drop out of looking for this one specific thing, we can start to really move in a direction in life that really just supports us to be in alignment to what feels the best for us in any given moment and knowing that that is going to change and you can let go of it and change your direction, change your mind as often as you like. And that that is completely purpose, but oh, perfect because whatever it is that really brings you that sense of fulfillment within you, that's what gives you the sense of purpose. And the more that you can have, fulfillment enjoyment peace satisfaction joy like whatever that might be the more that that is going to give you that sense of purpose so following mm-hmm. the things that you love to do that feel really good to you that feel exciting the things that you're good at and quite often the things that people come to you for advice for all the time or <laughs> that people request your support with often there's clues there to really start as well mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah yeah i love that um and um i think also uh you spoke about it earlier uh, you you did not have any manifestors in your realms before mm.
1: you kind of like
0: took a human design reading or you were like actually investigating or diving deeper into your chart or into your design type uh but then have you like lately started to actually start like who were really the people who, and how did they actually help you and how would actually help anyone? Like, what is the role of these expanders quote and code, uh, to help us expand into our purpose, into our visions, into mm. whatever we feel called, as you said, to follow in this moment, in this time, space and
1: reality. Um, yeah. Hmm. I think looking for proof it's possible. And sometimes we don't have that in our immediate reality and it's yeah. about seeking it out. So looking for people that for me have a successful business based on the fact that they barely show up Yeah, <laughs> and there were so many, you know, and I think that like looking for people that, um, you know, have the type of success that you want or have the type of career you want or have the type of freedom you want or have the type of relationship you want, whatever that is looking for, proof and it can be online it can be in real life it can just be like a fragment of that of that person that you really enjoy that maybe you really love the way that they show up or their joy or whatever that might be and really starting to build that evidence and build that proof for yourself that it's possible because the more that our brain sees that it's possible the more we start to believe that it's possible for ourselves as well
0: Mm -hmm. going back to I think Uh, self-belief a lot of people are very hesitant to follow their purpose to follow their path or to follow their joy in the moment mm-hmm. simply because they don't trust or believe that that can pay their bills or that can uh, uh i mean yeah financial security is something which really does stop and uh, make people really really question if this is the direction i yeah. should move into if this is yes. worth it this if yes. this is even worth it and uh, i think even that again boils down to this to our beliefs to our belief yes. on our own capability that um, my ability to make money is not dependent on the organization I'm working, but it's it's like in me, um, yeah. and how uh, and that just stays with me if I'm working with an organization or for myself or for anything else outside. Yeah,
1: and I think uh, this is what I love about human design, although it might not tell you. this is what you're specifically going to do. Like it doesn't give you a profession. It's not like pulling something out of a hat, (laughs) but what it does give you, I think is A, a clarity of how how you're here to operate in the world and how you're here to exchange your energy. Mm -hmm. There is a part of your um, human design that is called your incarnation cross. And it's kind of the for unique energetics that drive, I believe, everything that you'll do in life. So whether I do human design, whether I do breath work, whether I become a lawyer, like whatever it is, like those energetics are going to be the driving force for whatever I do. So I think we can start to really understand through human design, not necessarily what we're here to do per se, but the energies that are gonna drive it. And when we look at our open centers, we can also see exactly what we're here to contribute. So these are really good places to really start to look, to have a, to start to get the brain kind of moving. For example, my open centers, I've got my open heart center, which I'm here to therefore support people with confidence and empowerment and self-approval. That's obviously been a huge part of my journey and it's what I've always supported and taught. I have an undefined sacral center opposite to you, but that's really about slowing down, rest, therapies. You know, what am I always saying? You don't have to be consistent, take a month off, whatever you wanna do. Like, it's like encouraging people to to slow down if that feels good and do things in a nourishing way. And then I have an undefined head and an undefined Ajna. And this is all about giving people inspiration, hope, faith, and a new way of doing things. So you can even see, and I'm sure that, you know, you can even hear in like how I communicate. These things come naturally to me Mm. to speak about and to support people with. And human design has just given me a language to do that. Yeah,
0: and I think a lot of times people stop themselves from diving deep into these archetypes or these things because they feel like, I don't want to do something because my chart says so. When mm. makes sense, I think it's not, I think take what resonates at the moment and leave the rest. And I think for anybody yeah. who is listening to this podcast, uh, though most likely it will resonate, if not at the moment, because you probably have some resistance around it, but it will make sense anyway, because I love how you said in the end that uh, it, 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 it's just like a natural, it comes to you naturally. It's, mm-hmm. And if you're in complete opposition with it right now, it's going to feel like, ah, nah, I'm not this person right now. I'm not this person. I don't yeah. vibe with human design. Or I think just like pick up your astrology chart or any chart for that matter. And you feel like, oh, this is not for me because uh, this is not how I am. But maybe I think just giving an open-ended uh, possibility and a scope of probably reflecting on maybe you are kind of in this specific area. Are you being completely
1: in denial or in opposition? or in resistance to it. Well, Um, I think as well, sometimes when we have been living in our conditioning, it's hard to recognize ourselves as that, you know, even I noticed that a lot of the readings that I've done with manifestors to really have that like bigness, like, oh, we're here to take up space. We're here to inform like all of these things. Like a lot of people like, like even me, I was like, oh damn, that sounds hard. But like, (laughs) because I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. But it's like, as soon as we kind of like, Face off with the reason why that maybe feels scary and why that feels like there's resistance there. It's like, oh, because I've had conditioning. I've had people tell me not to be that way. I've had people tell me to seek approval. I've, you know, learned that that's how I receive mm-hmm. love. Like all of these little things that we can kind of start to unpack to then step into that energy and go, oh, actually, <laughs> this is what really feels good it's always felt yeah. good and i've been trying to hold myself back to people please and to be more palatable
0: mm. for other
1: people and to be liked and not criticized and all of these sort of things but when we actually realize that that's what feels good for us it's so liberating
0: yeah and I, and i love how uh how how amazingly working with the chart is integrated with doing shadow work for example or doing inner child work uh because uh uh, it's not like as you said yeah your chart is not something which gives you like something right off the hat it's like this is what you're supposed to do it gives you a like a guiding manual to help you yeah. do the work like it does not mean that you don't have to face off <laughs> the resistance yeah. or the shadow aspects of you yeah. uh, but it just gives you a uh, kind of like a guidance a manual on how to go about it so mm. uh just touching briefly on like you also talked about like I, you might be doing human design today uh, you might be a lawyer tomorrow I mean who knows but basically <laughs> um, but basically uh, so I mean uh, I know a lot of people have this resistance and I spoke about it earlier about uh, I don't have I don't think I have a purpose and maybe I'm just here for a nine-to-five or maybe I'm just here to take care of my kids, for example. And I, mm. I, I know that's really a big one. Maybe I'm just here to be a, uh, to uh, whatever, and not diminishing any of that. Like, those are great roles to play. Like, how do you think our purpose also sleeps into our personal life and not just restricted to our careers, quote unquote? Because sometimes mm-hmm. we can get fixated on my purpose is all about my career or it's nothing to do with my career at all. Like these are the two places I really see this polarizing opinions and views around it.
1: Yeah. So there is actually a part of human design that might explain this. (laughs) I feel like there's nothing human design can't explain. I think everyone in my life is probably like, Oh my God, she's talking about human design again. Um, Because, There is um, within the energetics that lie in our body, they fall within these three categories of what we call circuitry. So there's individual circuitry, collective circuitry and tribal circuitry. Mm. So for example, my circuitry is all basically all individual. So I'm here to be an individual. I'm here for individual reasons. I am here my whole, my incarnation cross all the energetics of my, mission my universal assignment is to empower people to be individually themselves and in order to do that i need to be individually myself and rebel against the rules and the systems and the structures and do things my way and like my energy supports me in doing that so all of mine is about individual because we through being the individual and marching to the beat of my own drum doing whatever the fuck i like i'm naturally impacting the collective but i'm here for an individual purpose Then we have the collective circuitry and that is exactly what it sounds like. It's about kind of more collective focus. So it's like looking at like, you know, I was talking to someone the other day on a reading and, you know, we were talking about how our differing, our differing views of seeing the world and like what's kind of a space we operate from, but she had a very collective heavy Um, circuitry. So hers was always looking outside being like, how could I fix that? Like, how could, why are we doing that? Like hers is like always like looking outwards and what can she do or be to create the solution for that. And then we have tribal circuitry and the tribe is all about family. So if you had a really high tribal circuitry, then perhaps you would truly feel like your purpose was being a mom of six kids or something like that, because the tribe Was so important to you and being there for your family and staying home and having that space for them and of course like either way there's conditioning it's like you know for women if they choose career it's like or choose themselves it's like but what about the family and then like if you choose family it's like but what about the career it's like you know but what if what if only one was correct for us Mm. or maybe we're here to have both because we've got kind of more of a beautiful balance of our energies but it's like for me Like, I just know that the more I can be myself, the more I do things in my own way, in what inspires me, delights me, what excites me, the more I naturally have impact. Whereas some people naturally have impact through seeking out the collective issues. And some people are here to support the tribe, to have our backs, to, you know, be that beautiful family rock for us. So I think that's where that kind of starts to clear a little bit of that up is like, let's just let people be themselves. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Like, choose, choose what feels good for you. There good there really is no way you can get it wrong if you're being truthful to yourself.
0: Yeah. Which is why I said, I think somehow human design is the, the foundation is truly just being your authentic blueprint, being your authentic self, like nothing yeah. more, nothing less. And I love, mm. love, love how it removes, like every time I think I speak to you of, uh, And I actually get this kind of this energy of this no judgment zone, like absolutely no judgment zone. Like I don't feel it's even sneakily. And I think, as you said, like you were having this conversation about somebody with a completely have a different opinion, a different views on the world, and still you could co-create. You could be in that synergistic uh synergy, like basically just like being in the same space and actually having a um. a conversation which supports you mutually, and I think in this mm-hmm. time when there is so much of separation around this is how mm-hmm. people, this is right this is wrong, and I think this is something that we need the most to honor each other's truths, even if they are not the same like ours, to honor each other's journey, even if they are not like ours and mm-hmm. uh, I think there has been just so much of conditioning over the periods over the over the time age I think to be all of us to be the same. I think there's this sense mm-hmm. of like, I want to belong. I want to be accepted. And uh, to be that, I have to be like them. Oh, mm-hmm. I think that's such a big one, which is why we all have been trying to fit into one box. Try All trying to follow the same rat race of uh, having a corporate job, having an MBA. Like at the base of it, uh, it these projects, these, you know, things might sound very ambitious corporate stuff. Like the foundation is really like, you would just want to be accepted
1: and loved and feel belonged. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think that like, that's one thing that I actually just recorded a podcast myself this afternoon. And that's one of the things that I said, human design really has given me is because I now so deeply understand myself, but I have this incredible framework for even like, you know, looking at my mom's chart or looking up, you know, my friend's chart. And I like immediately, you know, when we're engaging, like if I, you know, maybe hear their conditioning or they not self or hear them say something that's in direct opposition to the way that I would do it rather than like get defensive or be like, no, that's not right. You know, I like, can go into that. Like, you know, this is what I believe in space. I'm like, oh, actually that's totally right for them. So cool. Good on you. You're living your truth. You know, and it's like, I can now have such a more deeper, I think, appreciation for how everyone does things. And even you know, when I see people, you know, online, if I see like, because at the moment it's very polarizing and like even the exact opposite to what I feel or the polarization to, to how I feel or what I truly believe, I'm like, yeah, but maybe that's their truth. And like, maybe that's their journey, you know, and maybe that's, that, that's what they're here to impart. And like, it's okay that it's not mine. And I think that like, if we all, like the more we know ourselves. And I think that if the, if we all had access to this amazing framework, we could really start to, I think, have more appreciation, empathy to be like, oh, empathy. Yeah. Not so defined Ajna. She's meant to be opinionated. You know, it's like, we can kind of like start to have that framework of like acceptance and just be like, oh yeah. Like, cause even I was speaking to a lady the other day and she has a defined Ajna, I have an undefined Ajna and she's like, oh, I'm very opinionated. And I don't, really have the capacity to see much gray. And I know that's a really bad trait to have. And I was like, actually, that's exactly what the energy you're here to bring. You're here to be definitive and, and strong in your conviction. And I'm here to be all about the gray. <laughs> but it's like when we know that about ourselves, we can stop making things wrong
0: about mm. ourselves.
1: and We can start really accepting ourselves. This feels just so right and so good in my heart
0: because uh yes we have we are living in in really polarizing times, but to have this empathy and to have mm. this uh acceptance for everyone to thrive together with and I think yeah. somewhere uh if talking in a more spiritual sense, our purpose is to have kind of like uh, this sense of empathy for each other in a way that we can all coexist and thrive together, even when we yes. are not the same color, the same race, the same religion, yeah. same views, same, same conditioning. Like you and I, we both have such different uh, backgrounds, like completely different backgrounds and completely different childhood stories and all that stuff. And uh, I don't think, I think I've said a lot of times in our conversation, oh my God, exactly the same. Um, yeah <laughs> yeah, and most of the people like most of the friendships I've had most of the connections I've had the, the thing which I've always noticed which kind of like connects us has been uh like everybody's because they see a part of me and they feel like oh my god I'm exactly like that and that's why they feel kind of like connected with me but really off late I'm really really recognizing and I think yesterday yesterday I had a live and I actually spoke about it uh something around this like what if we can actually start Appreciating even the contrast, even that what is not uh, like me. Oh yeah, interesting. Uh, maybe I can learn something from that. Maybe, uh, maybe that's something for me to appreciate, to get inspired yeah. from. Maybe not, yeah not take it, not make it your own. Because I know one of my uh, patterns have been kind of like growing up all the time in my in my adolescent years or in my teenage years has been to kind of like, mm-hmm. oh my god this is so good. Let me be like you. Uh, and yes. so maybe you would like me or you would appreciate me. Or you yes. would accept me. And I feel I have dissolved so much of my authentic blueprint, which in the last years, I'd be like, I'm just getting it back together with the work. <laughs> uh, but really, really, it's been really about like, uh, we, we we don't even understand how we end up uh, dissolving our true fragments and trying to fit in and trying to be loved when I think somewhere we mm. we kind of like, give ourselves that love we wouldn't actually be needing it yes uh, to be and validated I, from the yeah. outside
1: and i think like one of the things is that the more that we understand ourselves like the more that we're like not trying to change other people or impose ourselves onto others or absorb other people's realities as well. Like mm-hmm. imagine how boring it would be if everyone was the exact same. Like I can only imagine how cool the world would be if we were all just fully living like our authentic truth, like imagine how cool and different it would be and how much like art would be being created and how much like excitement and joy there'd be. Like imagine if everyone was living their truth and doing what they love, like how inspiring that would be, just like being out in public, seeing everyone dressed different and like marching to the beat of their own drum and just doing like cool shit that inspire them. Like the amount of like level up the whole collective. <laughs> yes, would just it's be insane. Right? <laughs> insane because like at the moment, we always talk about moving the collective forward, right? And like raising consciousness and all these sort of things that we talk about. But it's like, if the whole world is trying to be a door in a car to move this collective forward, like how are we going to get anywhere? (laughs) Like We need Mm. tires, we need a steering wheel, we need chairs, like we need an engine, like we need so many different things, not just like eight and a half billion doors. So I think like when we're trying to be something that we're not, we're actually like slowing down the progress of humanity. Like the more that we are in our own, like lane, our own truth, like being the part and the role and the piece of the puzzle that we came here to play, that's how we move the collective forward. That's how we all start to harmonize and work together. Because I honestly think that so much of the, Bubbling frustration that is like really coming to a head at the moment within the collective is because we have lived out of alignment, not only within ourselves, but as a whole for so long. Like, we are not living in our true nature. And like, Mm. this is like nature's way (laughs) and like the planet's way of being like, hey, (laughs) something ain't working. Like, take a look. And like, now we really get, like you said, this opportunity with this pause to really we can either keep living the way that we've been living and it's not going to work and the planet's probably going to like burn down and (laughs) we're not even going to have anywhere to live. Or we can start to actually really take this as a signpost that it's really time for us all to step into our truth and go from there and like actually create the world that we want to live in and actually create the kind of world that we would want to pass over to our kids and their kids.
0: Mm. I love those words like I think they're so so enriching and I think uh, un- like if I would have listened to these words probably 10 years ago I would have been like some deep philosophical shit is there but now, <laughs> <laughs> but now uh, going through the process in the last few years I can just say like they actually make sense to my mind.
1: It's Mm. not just
0: philosophical, spiritual, some words, you know, like sprinkled uh, out there. They actually hold meaning, integrity, and truth. And uh, yes, I think it's so much like, you know, how you have a favorite quote uh, from your childhood books, and then Mm. it makes sense to you, like
1: after 20 years. Oh my God, (laughs) this is what it meant? (laughs) Yeah, totally. I know. Well, even like my favorite book is The Alchemist and, what I, find, and what, I, what I find so funny about that is like, I just feel like that book is so the journey that we all go on. And it's so, you know, the work that I really teach is like the fact that like, you know, even it was my journey, like I went all the way to America to try and find myself. And then it turned out I was just there all along at home. Like it wasn't until I got home that I really realized and found myself. And I think that's such a great metaphor. Like we, are constantly looking outside for our purpose, for our thing, for our direction, for how to be, how to live, you know, what's right, what's wrong, like the system, the strategy, the structure, the copy, like all of those sort of things. We're always looking outside of ourselves, but like everything that we're looking for is right inside of us. And it always has been. Yes.
0: Ooh, I love these words. I love you and I love your energy. Thank you so much for sharing it today. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Like everybody who's tuning into this at whatever time, space, in reality. I think we can feel into these words and we can feel into this, um, this wisdom, I think. And mm. thank you for sharing all these beautiful tools. And uh, lastly, how would you suggest someone to go about to start their human design journey?
1: Yes. So you can pull up a free chart. Um, I use Jovian archive. I can send you the link, but um, you can pull up a free chart. It is going to look like chaos. And it's probably like, you're going to be like, Oh, what is that? Um, but the main things that you can kind of um, already know is just the words that are down the side. So you'll be able to see if you're a manifestor, generator, projector, manifesting, generator, reflector, you'll be able to see what your authority is and you can start to do a little bit of research online or Instagram, whatever you want to do to find out those kind of like basics about yourself. But if you do kind of want to go deep and unpack your chart and have it kind of explained to you then, yeah, I would suggest, obviously, to book a reading. You can go to my website, which is kirstenmorrison.co slash human design, human dash design, and you can book a reading through there and we can totally go through your whole chart because one of the things that I find is that some of the human design language can be a little bit confusing or like it doesn't really like have a practical meaning and you're like, hey. So like one of the things that I really try and do is to make it really practical and easily digestible and relatable so that you can walk away feeling like you can apply it straight away. So they would be the two things is there's so much free content out there. So you can pull up your chart, you can go nuts digging and searching, but if you do want support with it, then you can jump into a reading.
0: Yeah. And I would really, really suggest you to actually get a reading because I'll be honest, like I got, I did pull up my chart initially and I did read about a few things. So I had an idea where my energy type and stuff, but I would be honest, the language out there is a little intimidating and overwhelming. Um, mm. but when I had uh, a reader, uh, Kristen, breaking it down to me, I think that kind of like really, really made it so simple and digestible that now I can like when I read stuff online, it kind of makes more sense to me. It yes. kind of like feels more, I can understand it much better. Absolutely. So yeah. I think with anything out there, it's uh, good to have your own, like I'm a big researcher. Um. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, it, it's always great and amazing, but it's equally amazing and great to have somebody support you and open the gates for you so that you yeah. have that breezy walk in the park by yourself <laughs> easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much, Kristen, for being here. I appreciate you. I love you so deeply. And thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. You know, I love you as well. And we always joke that you're like my sister I never had. And <laughs> <laughs> that we're going to meet each other in person one day. So I'm Absolutely. Thank you
0: Absolutely. Yay. How beautiful, activating powerful. What a freaking download this podcast episode has been. Do you feel it? Do you feel the alignment? Do you feel the frequency? I really, really hope this podcast brought to you everything that you needed to. I'm so curious. So, If you have really some deep dives to share, please slide into my DMs. I have dropped my link to instagram down below and i have also uh, put in everything that you need to know about Kirsten. all the links are in the show notes so yeah i'll see you soon with another guest with another podcast episode till then take care and keep taking care of your mind of your body of your spirit because you are so so worth it